This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And Ian is with us as well, but he had to step out for a moment. So it would seem that the eyes of Karen are upon us. I hate that. You know what? (laughs) Karen, of course, being the pejorative used for busybody... uh, middle-aged white women who have nothing better to do when that meme was first uh developed it was all about xers generation x which i've always had a problem with because karen is not a generation x name jennifer is or jen (laughs) so your your issue is with the name so we should call them jennifers not karens well it depends on what generation you're talking about because both boomers and xers have their snitches sure but i mean so do millennials but karen is a boomer name i looked at the you know most popular (laughs) names by year and karen is is absolutely an older you know 60s type name whereas jennifer would be more uh more proper if you're talking about my generation which and there are some Karens, but sure. they're not. They're Jens. Okay, well, I'm going to stick with Karens because okay. everyone knows that. And, you know, it's got the signature B-style beehive hairdo, mm-hmm. all of that, the overly large sunglasses, and just the vibe that you she can, wants to see the manager. She's there. I can see her. The manager <laughs> is sitting there trying to, you know, talk some sense into her that, you know, we have protocol. This is how we do business around here. No, the employee wasn't out to get you. You know, he didn't have a a, a personal vendetta against you, Karen. It's just this is how we do business around here. All right. We'll take it back. We'll take the item back. Just. ah, Yeah. So according to the New York Times, social distancing informants have their eyes on you. Now, I'm going to replace social distancing informants with what they really mean. Karen. Karen has her eyes on you. Yep. So Kevin Rush was at home. I, on mean, a, what, I mean, what else is she going to do? I mean, she's... But she's got no manager to complain her, to. Her kids are in school. Where, where are her kids at, Karen? Go yell at your kids. Why are you yelling at your neighbors? Her kids are leashed to her with those little leash things that Karen's put on their kids. I haven't seen one of those in quite a while. I have seen... Well, that's because the kids are at home now. I've seen parents actually use them. They're usually at the beach or at the park, but I haven't seen one in a long time. I think that is out of style. I haven't either. I I wish it had never you know been what, in you, style. Do you know what that has been replaced with as far as the Karens are concerned? Actual animals, because these people don't have kids. They're, oh, yeah, they, they're, they, they have like poodles and stuff. They're yeah. either, but yeah, you're right. They're either at home playing video games, you know, because there's nothing else to do, or they never had kids in the first place and they replaced their human child with teacup chihuahuas and poodles and stuff exactly yeah. exactly it makes sense that's the that's the universe we live in now and everyone and yeah uh, what, are, what are you gonna do so karen rush uh they call him kevin in the story but clearly they meant karen <laughs> was at home on a recent sunday evening scrolling through facebook when he saw a photo that shocked him it was him no a man with an American flag bandana wrapped around his head stood at a rally demanding what Wisconsin lift orders that had shuttered schools and businesses. That man was David Murdoch, a cardiologist from his hometown. And like the hundreds of other people at the rally, Dr. Murdoch was maskless and did not appear to be practicing social distance. Oh, <gasps> no. I know the horror, oh, right? Oh, my God. Even if- though, even though, yeah, well, keep going, go ahead. In one photo, Dr. Murdoch's arm was slung around a priest with the two holding a sign that said, We are an essential service. His picture popped up, and when I saw it, 
I was furious, Karen said. I thought this guy is <laughs> I thought this guy is out here hugging people <gasps> and rubbing elbows. My God. Without PPE and he's actively seeing patients. You down with PPE? Yeah, you, you know, know me. me. <laughs> and that's personal protective equipment, right? You know that's Karen. what that means, yeah. Which presumably in this scenario is gloves and a cloth face mask that's useless and filled with germs because and a, a satchel with lysol and other disinfectants <laughs> ready to go at a, at a moment's notice or or like mark who where mark actually have you talked to him about his hand sanitizer trick he, i don't know he doesn't shake hands anymore or never did mm, yeah he is, he's he's kind of against that sort of thing he I says guess. he he says when the handshake goes in he pulls out his hand sanitizer and and, <laughs> and squishes a little bit in his hand I've never seen him do it, but he has talked about it. Yeah, weird. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. So Karen shared Dr. Murdoch's photo on Facebook with an admonition about the doctor who boldly attended a rally amid a pandemic. Go to his hospital at your own risk. (laughs) Commenters piled on and dozens of them contacted Dr. Murdoch's hospital. Karen Rush did too. By the next afternoon, Dr. Murdoch, 68, who had been practicing medicine in central and northern Wisconsin for 33 years, had been suspended for a week. Wow. This is silly. This is just getting out of hand. You know what I was thinking about today? The left, the, the, the left-leaning people out there, I've always felt that they were the, uh, the, the excitable types, the, the adventurers, the cliff, you know, the, uh, the, sky, the skydivers and the, mm-hmm. uh, the cliff climbers. You know, the people who go out on a limb, risk. they take risks. They live on the wild side. Live and let live. Not and, anymore, apparently. And the snitches, overwhelmingly, I'm seeing, are from a certain tribe hmm. in this country, the left, the left tribe, which is, which is remarkable to me because where's the risk? You, you think that they would be the ones going to the beaches, the ones not wearing masks, the ones going out and taking, taking a chance because life is, you know, it's risky. But yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting point, Conan, because, I mean, certainly uh, to, to your point, the people on the right like to promote themselves as being pro-life. Right. right. So why wouldn't they take the be extra cautious position instead? It's the it's the lefties. It's, not to it, say it, that it, it's not happening on the right, too. There are definitely some. I, I Yes, absolutely. But yeah. I would say overwhelmingly it is left leaning individuals who it's been it's like full circle. It's like they have changed their entire. I know why. It's the process thing. Oh, it's all about it's the science. science. They have faith now. So, if Jesus told yeah. you to stay inside, conservatives, be, okay, like, that makes yeah, that makes good yeah, sense. If it, if it was like a religious movement, then the then the lefties would be against it. But because it's the science, and in fact, there was a guy protesting at the uh, the New Hampshire. There was a counter protester at the New Hampshire sort of freedom rally that happened over the weekend on Saturday. The second one of a large size, there were maybe four to five hundred people there. There was one guy. Uh, who he's actually in Vincent's video, which I haven't posted on Free Keen yet, but it is up on on his channel. So I'm going to try to get that online tonight. But so he, he had to break the quarantine that he believes in <laughs> yeah. in order to come out and protest you guys. So is that right? First, right. So first he comes out. He's got uh, a clown mask on, and he had an oil painting or something like that of a toilet. 
and he'd go and like try to hold the painting behind the speaker or mm-hmm. in front of the speaker. And so then somebody else comes up with a sign and is like trying to hold their sign in front of his painting. And like they're move the dude moves the painting, and the guy with the sign moves the sign, and like it's just this ridiculous sign dance. Wars. Yeah, and uh, and so then the guy ends up going away after uh, some amount of time, and he comes back. Except this time he's got a different mask on. I think it was like a dog mask this time. But it was the same dude because he's wearing the same jacket. So you right. knew it was the same guy. Is he like a furry or something? He's a, he got all these masks in his trunk? I don't know. This time he, well, he, had, a, he had a couple outfits. Uh, this time he had a, a sign. So he gotten rid of the toilet uh, poster board. But he's got a sign that says science on it. And he starts to you know move that around in front, <laughs> in front of the... Uh, well, so if- suggesting that science has an opinion... And that it's this one irrefutable opinion, and that you should just do whatever. Well, science I mean, all says. right, that, all right, that make, all right. The science says that the curve has been flattened. The deaths are crazy down right now. Um, well, it doesn't matter what science actually says or what the data actually suggests. It's what Neil deGrasse Tyson, what Bill Nye, and what the medical officials say. The science says the priests. These people are the priests mm-hmm, of science, right? Yes. What they fail to understand is that in their magical mythical adherence to science they have in fact turned it into a religion and they have no awareness of that whatsoever it's very it's very frustrating to watch happen and neil tyson i've seen images of him with what is identical to an egyptian painting of a sun disc behind someone's head and it's just so eerily similar (laughs) to images of christ in the middle ages that it's like how can people not see that they've turned these people into priests and Bill Nye is among the worst of them. Yep. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform that you can find at local.bitcoin.com. And it allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting a person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted, which finally means that you have access to a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com. And we're talking tonight about the, the this doctor out of, I think it was Michigan, but I've already forgotten, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. who attended a anti-lockdown protest like the type that have been appearing throughout the country and someone got furious as they described it and took to facebook to blast the guy and the doctor ultimately got suspended from work for Mm. a week so he became one of the first public casualties as dr murdoch of a growing crowd of social distancing vigilantes americans frustrated by fellow citizens violating government orders to wear masks, close non-essential businesses, and refrain from gathering in groups. Largely confined to their homes. These people are the worst. I just want to say that. (laughs) They're the worst. Yeah, they are. Largely confined to their homes and worried about the spread of the coronavirus. Let's think about the logic of that. They're confined to their homes. (laughs) 
but they're worried about catching a virus from people who are not in their homes. You know, if a vigilante is someone who takes the law into their own hands, mm-hmm. right? But this isn't a law. It's just, well, law of public opinion, maybe, but it's not an actual law. So if they're... Well, now, wait a minute, Conan. I mean, if you want to talk about their their system, right? It's words written on paper by a man calling himself the governor or woman calling herself the governor uh, that was authorized by a bunch of other strangers that sit around in a, a place called the State House, and they wrote down a thing at some point called uh, the emergency orders, statutes, or whatever they're but called. Are, but aren't they all suggestions? Or is it actually an executive command? Yeah, so these are called executive orders. Now, whether or not they're suggestions or orders depends on how they're written. Now, how, how does our executive order slash command work here you in mean, New Hampshire? how does Correct. It's because very, I don't have an executive order. Yeah, they're all very similar from what I've seen. Now, obviously, I haven't looked at all 50 states, but from what I've been seeing in the news and the research that I've done, it appears that most of these executive orders are backed up by the threat of violence to the tune of a misdemeanor charge, mm-hmm. which in some cases, in some states, can be up to six months in jail. Others may be up to a year uh, in jail. So here in New Hampshire, you could get up to a year in jail for violating His Excellency's orders. But here right. in New Hampshire, you have the loophole that anything an individual determines to be essential is essential. Well, I mean, that's what we have determined in our interpretation is a loophole. However, well, it says that it does say that. <laughs> but remember, in the world of legal land, your interpretation may True. be different than the interpretation of a man in the robe who ends up deciding whether or not you go to jail. And so if the man in the robe decides that your interpretation is not correct and in point of fact that it wasn't an essential need for you to go out of of your house, then you get to go to jail and possibly if you want to, you can appeal that to the New Hampshire Supreme Court and see what those robed men and women have to say about it. Well, well, this doctor didn't suffer via the state. He suffered via his workplace. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yes. So it, but, basically, I mean, hospitals are also very closely aligned with the state. So I mean, we we don't know how private or public this hospital. Considering how was. much money they're getting from the state in this, this yeah. t- these trying times, especially places like New York hospitals, they're getting a lot of money. Well, plus yeah. you, we've seen a wide array uh, array of responses from state agents to this. Uh, the people who are violating the so, so-called social distancing in some places like new york city apparently they'll like tackle you and beat you apparently i haven't seen the video oh but i heard about uh that they're like literally attacking people out in the streets you know to keep them safe uh, obviously. Uh, from themselves or something well, they, they must have some special they must have the vaccine these these uh you know these leos that if they're able to get in right in your face Right. I can I can just see the spit just coming out some cop's <laughs> mouth. You must remain six feet apart from each other. But here in New Hampshire, we have been, I would say, blessed in, in a way with like a police department that for the most part seems to be leaving protesters alone. Now, they did pick on some uh, parents in a park in Concord a couple of weeks ago. But even in that particular case, rather than arresting the parents, they, you know, just told them to get off the playground and they ultimately did. So it, it wasn't as violent of an inc- incident as it could have been. Uh, when we were at the state house over the weekend, there was not a cop to be seen anywhere. They didn't even drive by. Wait, wait, I heard that they were hiding around the corner. That is news to me if which, that's the case. Which which, uh, which incident are you talking about? In the last I'm talking one? about Saturday's protest in New Hampshire. I heard. Some, I, I saw some comments that said that they were there, but they were hi- there's, there was a bunch of them hiding around the corner. 
I had I didn't hear anything about that while I was there, and I was there for more than two hours. I didn't see a single car, cop car, even drive by on Main Street. And that was also true two weeks prior to that when I spent most of my time standing on Main Street with a sign. So I'm like, I was monitoring traffic the entire time. I'll tell you who wasn't there. His Excellency nope. Prince Sununu. No, nope, he's you, probably you, at home. What, no, no, you knew where he was at? Where? He was, at, he was on the seacoast. Mm-hmm. That's where he lives. Well, yeah, he's, he had a, a Facebook post right. about how he's discovered some secret uh, 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 landscape right there on the seacoast that he never knew was there. And he's like, why don't you guys at home post pictures of your favorite place to go visit? Uh-huh, yeah. It was, oh my God, it's Did disgusting. Did a bunch of people post like pictures of bars and stuff? <laughs> no, it, <laughs> was, it, was, it was all... Uh, I'm going to look him up in the next break and I'm going to do exactly that. It's just this feel-good crap. You know, they're trying to uh, distract the people who are stuck at home or feel like they're stuck Well, at there home. were some comments who were like, hey, look, man, you you guy who's still collecting a paycheck, who is, isn't at work, right. why aren't you at this event, you know, talking to your constituents about this lockdown and whatnot and about lifting it? And, and here you are off hiking. Uh, by comparison, California had a protest and there were at least 13 cops that I could see in front of the state house, so like lined up uh, up the stairs, like where the entrance was, there were thirteen cops just sort of lined up guarding the state house. Whereas in New Hampshire, there wasn't a single one, and there was even more than thirteen cops that were just sort of on the ground. So there was probably a good two dozen cops at minimum, uh, maybe even more. And I'm just I was just looking at one photograph. So yeah. in a lot of places, there's a heavy armed police response to any of these protests in new hampshire it's like they don't even want to see us they don't they're pretending like we don't exist almost that does seem to be the case yeah i mean when we go out to central square on friday nights they um they They make it a point to not look in our direction (laughs) they drive by it's unnatural it's like it's like if you don't see it it doesn't really (laughs) exist right (laughs) i mean that does seem to be what they're doing because if you drive by something happening on the square the natural inclination is to look over turn and look what's going on there but their eyes just stay straight ahead the entire time (laughs) It's funny. So across the country, these sorts of complaints have led to shutdowns of dog groomers, massage Mm. establishments, as well as citations and police scoldings to restaurant and bar owners whose patrons are lingering too close to one another. So it seems that you were correct. Social distancing is probably going to be here to stay. I... Wish I, it weren't. And the mask and the ma- uh, mandatory masks are coming as well. Oh, it's going to get real bad because all these so-called opening rules are really intrusive. Eight five five four Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And let's go straight to the phones. We've got Jay calling from New Hampshire. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Jay. Um, 
I miss being there in studio with you. I miss, I miss you too. Um, but you know, got a got a new baby and just be um, and doing some food prepping. So I've been busy. And I wanted to tell you guys a little story about this uh, food shortage that we're about to have in this country. Okay. I responded to a Craigslist ad. I was looking to buy pigs and cows, and I've been buying pigs and cows and chickens and sheep and helping people get themselves some livestock in their backyards. And uh, it was a business I was in years and years ago, so I know how to do it, and I'm doing it again. Anyways, um, so I made arrangements to go buy a whole bunch of what are called market hogs. And market hogs are about these pigs were 300 pounds, and they were basically at a stockyard in Pennsylvania waiting to go to a Tyson uh, butchering facility. Whoa, you got fully and grown hogs? Uh, this guy has you got Conan excited. Holy hogs. crap, I might have to go with you. Well, hold on. Let me just tell you about what happened. So I was going to, he says, all right, we are ordered to gas them on Monday. I have to get rid of them before Monday. So this guy raises, I think he said he had like 1,500 or 1,200 hogs or something that were, they were going to do this to. He raises several thousand a year for Tyson, big farm operation. And uh, and they were just going to I, kill them? Euthanize them, correct. Just and, and bury them because they got, they got nowhere to sell them to, to ship them to. Because they can't, pro- no, they can sell them. They can't process them. Tyson had to shut down their processing facility, or it's operating at like 8%. The numbers are all over the place. Social distancing. People are afraid to go to work. Um, the supply chain and everything is massively, massively, massively disrupted right now, um, especially with, like in any kind of processing. So the, uh, the bottom line is, so I was ready to get in my truck Saturday, drive down to Pennsylvania get as I can put about 40 of these hogs in my trailer, I think. And, uh, the guy says, Oh, I can't sell them to you. I says, what do you mean? He says, oh, my lawyer tells me that I'm in violation of the anti-competition clause in, in the, um, uh, Ian, you're shaking your head. Can you, I don't even want to know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what does that mean? I Jay? Literally, Cause I want to know what that means. So what this means is this farmer is essentially a slave to Tyson. Okay, that's what this means. Hmm. Uh, which is owned by so China. Which is owned by China, by the way. Oh wait, so he's he's got a private contract with Tyson that says he can't sell to anybody else. Uh, well, I I think so. That's what I'm assuming. Now, that some sounds of the story like Tyson. I, I've just told you, just to be very clear with everybody. Some of the story I have just told you, I added some assumptions to it. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to the guy about the contract. What I did was he, this man was tremendously upset. He's probably 60 years old, and he was, he, and he was like, I thought he was going to start crying when I was talking to him on the phone. Um, you know, he's been farming pigs his whole life, and he's very proud of his pigs he raises, and he has sure. to gas them. Mm-hmm. And, and he would rather give them away. His insurance company will not pay him. They have, like, a casualty insurance for, like, everything you know so this would probably be covered under so that his insurance will not pay him unless they euthanize him and tyson you know he don't want to lose his contract with tyson he's all set up for that whole operation you know it's it's, it's like a union worker they say hey listen you can't do this or we're the union's going to expel you and you won't be able to get all these great benefits and, and these guys that's just the way they live you know that's what they understand how they do things it's, 
The farmer's a slave. Jeez. I mean, that, <clears throat> so, that sounds about right based on what I know about Tyson from having watched documentaries like Food Incorporated and things like that. Tyson is um, cutthroat. They're as bad as Monsanto, mm. really. I mean, they seek well, out these farmers you- and they use their team of lawyers to restrict them and bind them right. and just bludgeon them to death with the legal system. Yep. Yeah. And, and they've made plenty of examples. I mean, Monsanto does this to guys who are totally innocent to where some of Monsanto's genetics get into the man's corn he's growing. And then Monsanto literally flies over with a crop duster, puts sprays Roundup on it. And 20% of the corn lives because it got genetics from the neighbor's corn. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and that farmer lost. This was in the 90s. There's, there's all kinds of sick stuff. And you mentioned Food Inc. Yeah. Everybody needs to watch Food Inc. It is so relevant right now. Um, it is so relevant. And, you know, I'll probably watch it ago, again at some point this week. Because it's been years since yeah. I've seen it. But, but you're right. And 50 years ago, in 1970, the little town I grew up in, Palmer, Mass., there's four villages— and the villages are like a Polish village, an Irish village, and an Italian village, I think, and a Portuguese kind of village mixed in there. And there was like six Portuguese butcher shops, five Italian butcher shops, three mm. Polish butcher shops, and a couple Irish butcher shops. None of those exist anymore mm. because companies like Purdue and Tyson introduced legislation to Congress to say, hey, listen, all the processing facilities need to have all this special new and dandy equipment that only we can afford that we already have actually. And it put all the small mom and pop butchers out of business. That's sad. And, and and just like, you know, cause all of us, I think on, on a liner now have been in a state house and seen how these disgusting lobbyists, you know, push for the big money and the big control. And it's the same in everything. And the solution is to decentralize everything. That's what we're working on here in New Hampshire. And I am so happy that I am in New Hampshire and not anywhere else because mm. I think this is the best place to be with uh, all of us people who we have a great community who have moved here. Um, so, Jay, you foresee day, food shortages in the near future, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I hope it's not too little too late, honestly, Jay, because, I mean, there's still, even though we're in New Hampshire, we're surrounded by some pretty independent-minded neighbors, people that care about freedom sort of natively. Uh, there's also a lot of people here that have come here from Massachusetts. I mean, you accept it, obviously, uh, but, you know, your typical yep. mass hole or whatever. And uh, you know, we've seen these polling numbers suggesting that people in New Hampshire, by and large, appreciate the social distancing and don't really seem to care that much about getting back to normal. It's pretty disturbing. I mean, the, so then again, we don't know who they're talking to on these polls. So what's yeah. the reality? Right, right. Nobody asked me. Right. <laughs> you know, and and the people that they're asking on polls are people with landlines. Well, all of them are home right now, right? Although, right. don't they use cell phones these days for for polls to some extent? I've gotten so I have calls a, on my phone for polls and yeah. stuff. So yeah, I would think so. I have a New Hampshire landline, mm-hmm. and like with the with, during all the election crap, uh, seven eight phone calls a day. Hmm. Um. And, and and all those polls are, you know, tremendously, you know, swayed one way or another. Yeah. I can tell by the first or second question usually. Well, Jay, um, thank you, you know, so much for the call. Um, yes. I would like to see more time for people to make preparations for the economic collapse. 
now that people hopefully will take it more seriously. Because the preppers used to sound crazy. They no longer sound as crazy as they did a year ago. <laughs> now they look prepared. Yeah. I, I've said before, I've, I have talked to many of my neighbors in the last two months. And I still don't see any of them doing anything but walking around, walking their dogs. None of them are, none of them are putting down new soil. None of them are, none of them are you know, planting or doing anything. Well, it's because like, they're it's, convinced it's like it, that this one is going to blow over. They think it's just going to, exactly, things going to blow over. And I, so they haven't learned from this. Well, I think this one's going to blow over, but the next one probably won't. And all these selfish yahoos that are talking about, we need to stay home for, until, until June. It's like, uh, where's your money coming from? How are you going to pay your bills? A lot of them are retired, by the way. We live in an older state. So, the, sure. but but a lot of the youngers they think that the government is just going to bail them out, that they're not going to have to uh, pick themselves up by their bootstraps. Well, they they really do think that someone is going to swoop down and save their sorry butts. Well, it is. That's that's what the government has been doing. But it's Where's not going to happen. What's Guys, the money going to buy if there's nothing else on the shelf? You're not going to have pigs and chickens to eat anymore. You're going to be eating bugs. You're going to be eating the stupid uh, Impossible Burger. Eight five five four five zero three. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And during the break, we've just been going over the the legal shenanigans of the state and the executive order here in New Hampshire, which is probably one of the simpler executive orders to come out and it's just a mess of, it'll drive you mad yeah it's just may must shall you should. shall obey it's so confusing or to, you should obey or you should or you will or whatever or it, it's generally recommended to obey it, it's just a total mess i can't imagine you know they you're you're right they're relying on people to just take it as being required because the actual text is nonsense from the start. Well, number one, people don't understand legalese. I can't claim to understand it particularly well, but I've had some experience reading it. I know a little bit about it. and uh, But then again, as we were pointing out earlier, it's all about the interpretation of what the legalese is. Yeah. Uh, but with words like should and, and may and shall, it gets really confusing, especially when they use different words like that within the same paragraphs without actually reading through this because it's incredibly boring. Uh, and so yes, most people are just going to go on what they've heard, I suspect. Um, I, I wonder how many business owners, when they hear... Have actually read any of this. Right, how many business owners, when they hear the governor has issued a reopening order, how many of them will, will actually read the order and versus how many will maybe like hear a rumor or how many of them will read the mainstream media's interpretation of the order? Because the mainstream media, when you go out and you read the news articles about oh, this... Oh, it's a lockdown order. It's like, you got to do this. You got Restaurants must do this and this and this. But then when you read the, uh, the actual text in New Hampshire, my interpretation is that all the restaurant rules are completely optional. Now, there's some universe, so-called universal guidelines, a couple of which seem to apply to all businesses, but it's not... It's not clear. It no, really isn't. It's not clear at all. Like, it, the order says people must do a thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to look at what that thing is, it's all should. Right. It's a list of things. So you must do a thing that you should do. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Actually, that's you just you just nailed it on the head. You must do a thing that you should do. It's yeah. like yeah. you you should or you must wake up in the morning <laughs> to go get a, a job and work and pay your bills. <laughs> Something like that. But it, you know what? In the in the, 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 the another reason why they write it the way that they do is because so so little. Uh, so seldomly do people actually fight this. Right. Take take it to court. Take it to the next level. Uh, well, because- if, if they do care about you know fighting it, fighting the man, fighting the system, it's these 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 terms and obligations are very ambiguous. Uh, and I think they wrote it like that and on, on in purpose. purpose. Well, Either it- that or they just don't know what the hell they're doing, and they didn't write it that way on purpose. But generally, it's lawyers who write this stuff. I yeah. know that I forget who it was that was saying they thought it was uh, Sununu. I think it was one of our this other. This was co-hosts. definitely not written by an attorney because it uses the Oxford comma. And attorneys don't. They oh, really? never, ever do. <laughs> okay, well, then who knows? <laughs> but regardless, it is still, you know, a legal document, whether whoever it was written by. And in legal land, words are supposed to mean certain things. You know, they, they may just cut and paste it from some other state. Like, oh, I like that. I, I kind of like what they're. I like. I like this piece from over here. What New York is doing, and oh, I like what Massachusetts is doing. Uh, I kind of like what Georgia's doing because they're. You know, let's. You know, let's yep. keep. Let's split it a little bit and cut and paste, cut and paste, and they just throw it together. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, we've got a caller who is dealing presumably with idiocy from COVID nineteen. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Aria. Hello, Ian. Hello, Coney. Hey. How are you uh, this evening? Hey, what's on Good. your mind? We're fired up. Uh, me too. I, I mean, I think more and more people are, you know, getting on board with the idea that this is outrageous since the, you know, the big change that we've gone through as a society, this huge change has affected me a lot, obviously affected you guys as well. I, I've just been getting more and more sick and tired with it. I think it's such an example of government overreach for them to, to step in and say what people can and can't do with their own bodies, with their own time, with their own shows, whatever it is. And I'm wondering if you guys feel the same. I feel like you do feel the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, I totally feel the same way, although I would quibble with the term overreach because it suggests that some amount of reach from government is appropriate. And I don't think that any government should have any kind of reach into anyone's business, into anyone's life. They need to butt the hell out and leave people alone and go away. But yes, obviously they have gone way too far. Yeah, no, I I think that, and do you think that, like, it's affected your show, like, your ability to do your show at all? Um, well, I mean, we're still here every night of the week doing the show seven nights a week, so, I mean, we're still cranking I mean, away. If you were in listener counts, are probably up. Uh, that's that's likely true, although we did lose one radio station as a result of uh, having the you positions lost the radio. Sorry, you lost the radio station because you weren't allowed to do Topless Tuesday anymore? <laughs> no, uh, that was that didn't have anything to do with it. it they uh, well, you're still allowed to do Topless Tuesday. I'm not. No, and I am on D Live. The government, the government mandated them to stop doing it. That's what I'm calling about. That was the big change I'm referring to when you guys stopped doing Topless Tuesday. It's changed. My I know life it I, still I, hurts, doesn't it, dude? I'm sorry about that. Um, just yeah. pop it off right now, Ian. Pop it off right now. Wait, it's, it's one of our it's, Twitch listeners. It's still winter. It's cold. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not You're that cold inside. today. Pop the top off for the for the folks at home. They're in a yeah, quarantine. Yeah, he is repeating Pop himself. Off. But my, my question is: Did they actually make it against the law for? No, he's BSing. He's just it's just a crank call. Oh, okay. That's all that was. You know, I have there's there is definitely a crowd out there that are that are fired up. 
and they're angry and they've got their signs yeah. and they're going to the governor's house and they're going to the state Not house. And, and they haven't gone to the governor's house I thought in they, New Hampshire I thought yet. they did. No, they did in, uh, in Michigan. I thought we did it as well. All right. Well, if they did, I, I didn't hear about it. I, that crowd is getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they're all Trumpers and they're all a conservatives and they're all nutcase murderers. But you know what? <laughs> did you know what? There's another crowd. And of course, you have your Karens, yeah. both Generation X and Generation B, the Jennifers and the Karens. Who is are Jennifer a, a younger version of a Karen? That's our generation. Uh, okay. Jennifer and then the, the boomers gotcha. are the Karens. All right. So well, who's you, the millennial Karen then? I'll, have, I'll look it up uh, during the break. Okay. So you definitely have the snitches and the yep. and the 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 the, the toe of the line the the bootlickers, but you've got this other crowd that's not getting any attention, and it's just the people who don't give a damn anymore. They're just doing. They're just going to work. Mm-hmm. They're going to Walmart. There are whatever store is open. They're going to the parks. They're doing everything. They're living their lives. They're just they're just going back to because they're they're fed up with. They're not fed up with it like they want to burn something down. Yeah. They're just fed up with it like they're not going to deal with it anymore. It's like nope, it's done. This doesn't make sense. Your models have changed like six damn times. You're not. They're not even pulling the charts out. They don't even have the charts anymore. I think there's a fair amount of those people in New Hampshire because there's a lot of people on the roads. They're here. all I mean, over the country. These people. This yeah. this middle this middle group. Mm-hmm. And I. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I wish I. I wish I actually had numbers, because I because the fired up crowd is a small a small group. Well, but, I've got a story here, Aria. That sort of since we're talking about this, this yeah. nonsense that's been going on, and specific to what's happening here in New Hampshire, there is a story at seacoastonline.com. Uh, the headline the the headline caught my attention, but the article it's, itself wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Headline: Seacoast Salon Owners Blast New Hampshire Reopening Plan. Now, when I saw the headline, I'm like, all right, business owners, they're like, they're mad. They're going after the government. They're, they're pissed about this ridiculous nonsense and all the insane rules that they're fo- forced. Uh, Can I guess how it ends? They're upset that the state of New Hampshire is planning to reopen so soon? That's a factor. So several Seacoast salon owners and hairstylists are concerned inclusion of their industry in phase one of the state's reopening plan will force them to, quote, run in the red, unquote, financially, while also jeopardizing their own health. Well, so, they yes. know they can stay home, right? Well, so they're, they're worried about their competition. Under Governor Chris Sununo's reopening plan announced last week, hair salons and barbershops are, by the way, one of only three categories of so-called non-essential businesses allowed to reopen this, this month. Uh, it's hair salons, barbershops, golf courses... And drive-in movie theaters. Golf courses is such a bad look for them when you have so many leftists on social media saying, oh, no, you just, you're unhappy because you want to go play golf. (laughs) Well, that's what it is. And then they're like, well, I'm not unhappy because I want to go play golf. I don't care if golf courses are open or closed. I'm not going to go to them either way. But including golf courses in the first round of businesses? Uh, so obvious. Not what a good doing. look, man. Uh, Tanya Hart, the owner of Oomph Salon in Portsmouth, says, I think the restrictions are asinine. It's definitely not what I was advocating for. Per the guidelines set up by the governor's reopening task force, services are limited to haircuts and single-color root touch-ups. The guidelines specify blow-drying is not allowed. (laughs) Oh, my God. The state is mandating cloth face masks be worn by all clients and staff. The owner of the salon says, I was advocating for us to open at a later phase. It's really just a frustrating situation. I think the whole idea of the task force not really hearing us was a blow to the industry all around. So she's mad because... She's worried her competition's going to be making money. If she waits, she'll miss out. She's afraid she would rather wait. So she wanted everybody to be forced to wait. 855-450-373. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize 
This little project would soon change the world. Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And let's go straight to the phones. We've got Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling Gene. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Well, I tend to get into trouble sometimes online. And uh, recently, I just... Got del- got my whole thread deleted on the Corvette forums. You know, they've got a forum for everything. And uh, so I've mentioned before that I was going to buy one of these new Corvettes because I did the Ron Paul Corvette a while back, and this was going to be the uh, the uh, Liberty, not the Liberty Corvette. It was going to be the ANCAP Liberty Corvette, okay. and it's going to be yellow and yellow and black. And it's going to be one of the new C8s. Well, I'm, I'm still, I still have my order in for the car. But because the auto union was, in, was on strike in November for a month, a little, maybe a little over, that set the production date back for all the Corvettes. Okay. So now, of course, they've shut the Corvette factory down since because of this COVID nonsense. And they're the, these big, tough... Union guys are acting like a bunch of weenies because they don't want to go back to work without social distancing and hand sanitizers and temperature checks and all this nonsense that's delaying the production of my car. Now, I got angry, (laughs) and so I started a thread that says I'm selling that car as soon as I get it. I'm not even going to drive the car. I'm going to sell it to somebody else on the showroom floor. And I'm going to put it on eBay, and whoever bids the most gets to take my car when it shows up at the dealership. Because I'm angry with the uh, with the weenie automo, uh, auto union, and of course I put something like that on the thread. That's the reason I'm selling the car. Now I was a lot more civil on the thread uh, to my reasons. I mean, it but I checked today. Civil just now. <laughs> well, but now I'm quite angry. And when I explained why I was going to do it, because of the fact that the coronavirus is not that deadly and it's ridiculous to destroy the entire economy because of this silly coronavirus, you know, some people objected to that on the 
on the forum. But another guy, he supported me. He said he's laid off 30 workers in California and he's never going to be able to bring them all back. And he, he fully agreed with me. But the whole thread just disappeared today without even a PM to me explaining what was wrong with my thread. Now, I know what was wrong with it. Well, they I'm got sure angry they because into a flame war as threats yeah. like that often do. But it still is a C8 Corvette for sale, and it belongs in that thread. And I thought that people would want to know why I'm selling a brand-new car that I don't even have in my possession yet. And so, you know, it just pissed me off. So I started another thread saying, somebody deleted my C8 for sale thread, and I not, didn't give me a reason why. So anyway, I just – it's this is causing us – insanity in this country and now with the meat shortages and other shortages it's just it's going to hurt a lot of people and there's so many idiots that don't see this i just i don't even know where to go for anymore from this you know this is just insanity that i never would have thought i'd seen in my entire lifetime i mean it's certainly likely to affect the workers who would otherwise be building the automobile because i mean that's a fairly lucrative job anyway there's no way the six hundred dollars per week that government's giving them for unemployment or whatever is actually worth it to them you know well they're using up all their union funds you know they've got a union fund for strikes and of course they're using that up but unions are destroying this country i'm sorry if you're in a union out there you're a big union man i think you're a weenie because you can't stand up for yourself. You've got to have a union unions, boss. Unions provide a critical check against the power of corporations in a free market society. Yeah, they used to once upon a time yeah, when, when years ago. people Yeah, when people were really, really uh horrible to their workers, yeah. But you can't find that today. Nobody is treated like that today. Yeah, because of the unions. Uh, no, no, we because, don't we're not a because, union. Because shop. options, because you can leave an employer and go yes, get another because job. Thanks to the unions. This was not an wow. option for uh, many people I, back in the day of company stores and things like that. I didn't. I, I didn't know you were a big union man. Disagree. Disagree completely on that one. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah. the state of affairs. Unions have this, outlived this, their usefulness. Yeah. The state of affairs in this country. I, will I would always expect get a much better who is upset that the workers won't go risk their lives to build him a Corvette to say that. James. Risk their <laughs> life. Now, I have put the statistics on here. I've called in with the statistics. It doesn't matter and what the statistics the... are. If they feel like they're going to be risking their lives. And, I, and I, I'm I on the front be... line here. I know how many cases we're seeing come through our clinic, and I'm on the front line. I know what this thing is. This thing is not much worse than the flu. And yeah, someone's I mean, got to build the Corvettes and the yachts. I mean, that's good. <laughs> well, that's, that's people good who work. are afraid are irrational. And, I mean, Gene's right. And the meat. And yeah. the meat. I'm not saying not they're just rational. just the Corvettes. And I'm not saying, you know, they're uh, factually correct in their fear. But if someone is afraid for their life, I'm not going to say, I, I, I don't care. Get out there and build my car. You know? Well, then they need to stay home and let the other workers who would like to go back to work do so. But when you're in a union... Even if you want to work, you're you not allowed to go back. Yep. Well, there are scabs and things like that. I mean, if if well, you... good, good for scabs. Okay. I love those scabs. <laughs> we need more well, scabs it doesn't in sound this like country. Bringing the scabs in, so there's probably some sort of provision within well, the union rules what's... that prohibits uh, these car manufacturers from bringing in scabs. Right? Aren't there's here's, some here's government what's going to happen. 
here's what's going to happen. I'm going to sell my Corvette. I'm probably going to buy a Challenger, which is maybe what I should have bought to begin with because I always love Challengers. I've never had, I've only had one new car in my life. But anyway, what I'm thinking is a year from now, assuming that the Corvette factory is still in existence because the Corvette factory has almost been shut down many times in its history. This may be the nail in the coffin and we may not have any more Corvettes after this. So I'm going to take my Corvette and I'm going to cash in because somebody's going to pay me, you know, $15,000 over sticker or something like that for that new Corvette. I'll sell it. I'll take the 15,000. Maybe I'll give some of it to St. Jude's to help some of these children that are going to be suffering after this economy collapses And then next year, if the Corvette factory is still in business, I'll buy a a 2021 Corvette for probably $15,000 less than what they're selling for this year. Well, Gene, uh, thanks so much for the call. Ian, I have to ask, was he trolling? Is he really putting out there that one percenter Karen vibe like he was intending to do just now? I mean, is he really more concerned about the Corvette than he is the other stuff? I don't know. What other stuff? Like the fact that people are afraid for their lives. Irrationally. So well, it's irrational to have an emotional reaction to the fact that you didn't get your Corvette on time. It's But it's good work. That's, that's a good paying job. If I was a Corvette maker, manufacturer, and, and I've been out of work for two months, I would be pissed, even uh, if I was afraid. Look, I'm not against unions. I think that huh. people should be able to unionize, but unfortunately the unions we have now are government-backed. And there's all kinds of government mandates that force certain things on companies that they may not otherwise want to be forced to deal with. So we're not talking about a true market union situation in any way, shape or form. So it's impossible to get behind the unions as they exist, especially the automotive ones. Well, it's going to be just as impossible to get behind the automotive companies. So why even buy their bad? They're bad news, too. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to play the system one way or the other. Yeah, I don't buy new cars, so I can't relate to that. I don't either. But, I mean, at some point, the car was new. Somebody bought it. So, I mean, and they... Well, he was just talking about buying a new one, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then selling it. I mean, I can understand if uh, if you've bought a new car and they said that you're going to have this car by a certain date, and then it's like, yeah, we're not going to have it to you by then. Sure. Well, can, you get out of the con- can you get out of the contract at that point? I don't know. I don't either. As, you know, sometimes there's like act of God uh, ex- uh, in, in certain agreements, like insurance won't cover if god strikes lightning into your car or whatever like there's certain th- there's certain terms of uh, of service where you thought you were covered turns out if there's a flood or whatever like you're not covered yeah. so i don't know if that's written into this didn't they do that a lot in katrina they're like oh yeah this isn't water damage though this is wind damage. most people living on the coastline aren't covered by flooding just plain and simple the insurance companies aren't stupid they won't yeah 855-450-3733 that's 855-450-free as in free talk live This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And the Next Generation Wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. But there's no need to wait. 
Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes that allow anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. Now, for the last month or so, I've been streaming randomly to Twitch at uh, twitch.oriodemetso.com of playing Resident Evil 3. And I finally finished it last night. And my take on it changed drastically as I approached the end of the game. It was originally just wonderful, and it had masterful moments. Some were good, some were great, some were bad. But then I reached the last hour of the game, which Mm -hmm. involved a quick time event, followed by a highly scripted boss fight, and that was it. Can you define for our listeners what a quick time event is? Yeah, it's like when you're playing a game, suddenly it will pop up, hey, press W or press E or left click or right click or right now. I hate that stuff. Yeah, and if you don't do it, you die. God of War was the first time I experienced that nonsense. I liked the game. The game was good, but the oh, the button presses. It's like, no, yeah. man. I want to do combos. I want to juggle these monsters. I don't want to, the game to stop and then there's some flashing icon out of out of you know out of my vision that I don't even know. And I don't and I don't. I've never memorized the stupid uh, controller, so I don't know what these buttons are. Oh, yeah, it's they're a, not it's, fun. It, it's a game killer for me, anyways. And Resident Evil Six got way carried away with the quick time events, but they, they toned it down a lot with these remakes. And this was the only one that I came across that was really an issue. And that was because it was pulsing at me. So I didn't know if it wanted me to tap it or if it wanted me to time it. Ultimately, what it wanted was for me to hold W. So just hold up to not die. But it wasn't making that clear at all. Mm. And there, live, for all the internet to see, I died four, four or five times. <laughs> what are you laughing at you? Yeah. So it, you, it lets you keep restarting at the continue or whatever, and you get yeah, to Yeah, but keep you had trying. to watch the stupid cutscene again. Well, you didn't have to, but you had to go through the process of skipping the cutscene uh-huh. again. You had to run back to that area, and you had to, again, try to figure out what the hell the game wanted you to do, because the game wasn't showing you anything except a pulsing W. So now, And you mentioned you had never played the original three Correct. So there, you had no baseline to compare to. Right. Well, I know the original three definitely did not have quick time events. Right. But I don't know what the end boss fight was like. I imagine it involved a rocket launcher in the same way that Resident Evil 2 did. Where did the name QuickTime come from? Was it Did it come from the Apple uh, video codec QuickTime? Or is it from like the idea that you have to be quick in time with the button press of the thing that they want you to press on the screen? I think screen. I think it came from that one. I don't think Apple QuickTime really had anything to do with it. Well, because the reason I asked that question is because it reminds me this uh, what you're describing, where essentially you have to press the right button in a otherwise button pressless sequence, right? Like you're not doing anything else except for oh, you've got to do this one button and then that's it, right? Like it's just that's the only interactivity that you have with this scene. And yes. essentially, you press the button at the right time, and it allows the scene to play out. That's really all it does, right? Either, right. either you don't press the button, and it ends, and then you have to start over, or you press the button, and it allows the scene to play out. This is what was invented in the 1980s with a game called Dragon Dragon's Quest. Lair. Oh, Dragon's, Dragon's Lair. Lair. 
Uh, it was a laser disc based video game. Beautiful game. It was a very, be- very pretty, very attractive game that was originally created for the arcades. Are you familiar with it, Aria? Yes, I've seen only because I've seen the Angry Video Game Nerd review it. Yeah. Um, well, and, he reviewed the NES port of oh, it. Oh, yeah. way different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Right, but right, he right. went into the concept behind it. And sure, all so that, he showed so. some clips from the original. Yeah. Uh, but the original was essentially a game of quick time events where it wasn't just one button press it was like you got to press up you got to press down you got so like as this essentially it was a cartoon don bluth actually very nice you know cartoonist he's done a lot of major film kind of cartoons what was it the five old cartoons remember those american tale i think was what it was called yeah, five old goes west all that uh, good stuff yeah, yeah so that was the animator behind that he also did dragons uh dragon's lair okay and so it essentially was a this video game built on top of a laserdisc so all the laserdisc really did was just play the video track and the player in the arcade had to interact with these you know button presses that would appear on the screen but but it was a bunch of them right like so you'd have to like memorize exactly where to go and usually based on where your character was on the screen you could sort of discern what to do there was like a cheap mode or a cheat mode where it would tell you what to press but there was a hardcore mode where you just saw the cartoon and you just had to like guess which direction yeah, it was to. almost like a it was almost like a choose your own adventure kind of so yeah. you, you got four you got four or three doorways and you've got to decide which one to jump down. And if you go in one, you get your head yeah. cut off. You go in the other, you might make it through. So it's the same concept, but built as an entire game. And I thought it was interesting that they br- they brought this back now in mainstream gaming. You're seeing these so-called quick-time events as just sort of a minor part of a lot of these other AAA kind of video game titles. Whereas in the 1990s, games were lambasted for having... Uh, this kind of gameplay it was seen as not being well. They are now as well. Yeah, people as don't Cody like them saying, now. Everyone hates them. Okay. I, I don't know anyone who has ever played through a game. But like, man, those quick time events really added We're great. so yeah. much to that. <laughs> right. Re- Resident Resident Evil Four, which I think is early two thousands. I know that it was heavily quick timed. Was and it? it was. It, I never played four either. And it was usually only during the cutscenes. And and that and that's and the, that's annoying. That in is itself. the annoying cutscenes that you can't <laughs> skip through. Yeah. So you have to sit there and watch a cutscene five times because you keep losing to the boss, and then there's a couple of quick time events during the cutscene. Which cu- you have cutscene. to interact with. Uh, yeah. It's just... You ever played I Want to Be the Guy, the PC game? It's an indie game. I mean, it's free to play online because it was made in like multimedia flash or some crap. No. So, I mean, it's not a... I mean, it's hard as crap, though. Anyway, it's got this one scene spoofing Symphony of the Night. Which is where, a Castlevania game. Yeah, where you go to fight Dracula, and, you know, he gets, starts doing his little speech, and he throws the wine glass down. Well... And I want to be the guy, the wine glass will kill you if mm. it hits you. So there, in the middle of this cutscene, listening to Dracula ramble on, you have to jump mm-hmm. or you die. Mm. <laughs> and it's brilliant for that particular game. Well, as far I mean, as uh, Ian, Dragon's Lair was brilliant because it was an arcade game. Yeah, what a yeah. way to take people's quarters, man. Oh, so big time quarter cruncher. So you could beat the game, according to Wikipedia, you could beat it in 12 minutes. If you knew If you knew everything. Press, but in order press. to learn that, you have to play the damn thing 200 Hundreds times. Hundreds of times, yeah. But in that case, you were getting into that game knowing what you were getting into. You knew the style of gameplay that you were playing. Whereas these other yeah. games, it's like you're playing a totally different game, an action game or whatever. You mentioned God of War or you know whatever, uh, Resident Evil 3, which has a certain style of gameplay. And then all of a sudden there's this quick time event that, you know, that they throw in. Yeah. It doesn't fit with the rest of the gameplay. It doesn't add anything, as you've pointed out. Whereas a game like Dragon's Lair... You know exactly what you're getting into. That's the style of game you've got. That's all there is to that game. And just, from that perspective, it's actually fun to play those games. 
I would imagine so. But uh, Resident Evil 3, it would have been better if I just had the option to turn around and aim and shoot the thing that was pursuing me. That would have actually mm-hmm. been gameplay instead of just press W, hold up. You know, It's so unsatisfying. It felt rushed and unfinished. Like they got through most of the game. They're like, oh, we have to get this out ASAP. Just do whatever. Mm. 855-450-3733. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Carney. And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one liberty.menu. Liberty.menu is a tool for our community. At its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network so you can connect and share with others. However, use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. So put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. Again, that's Liberty.menu. Now, I wanted to say one more thing about Resident Evil 3, and that is... The, the whole game is awesome because you're being pursued by the nemesis through the entire game. And that's a nice way of turning... Cranks the tension up. Yeah. It, well, it turns classic gameplay mechanics on it on their heads because you're not really going out and hunting the zombies as mm-hmm. much as you are being hunted through the entire game. Hmm. And it adds a lot of tension to it for sure. And it just creates a different dynamic where you don't feel like you're ever fully in control of the situation. Hmm. Because at any moment... If you've never played the game before, this giant monster could come crashing through the wall, and you need to be ready to react to that. Holy that, crap, 60 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> it's a brand new AAA release. Uh, I will be playing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's Steam. It'll go on sale in two weeks. Do All right. Do you recommend it? Not at 60 bucks, but do you just recommend it across the board? I'd recommend it at 30 bucks. It's mm. it's worth that, but the ending is much too disappointing. Really, it's that bad. Yeah, well, like I said, it's a quick time event, and then it's this heavily heavily scripted boss fight where all you mm. have to do is shoot the glowy things in mm-hmm. a game that has not had any of that crap. Really, at any point, there was no shoot the glowing things boss fights at any point prior to that. Huh. And then suddenly it was, oh, this is Resident Evil Mario sixty four style. Shoot the glowy things, and you win. Huh. And that was the end of the game. That that was it. It was extremely disappointing. So you think they just cut corners at the end there? I think they did. And I know that games aren't really developed from start to finish like that, mm-hmm. but it seems like they were probably waiting for the ending to make it as awesome as they could, hmm. and then they ran out of time. Around how many boss fights would you say there were? Well, all of the boss fights were, with, were against Nemesis, and some of them were great. 
So kind of like Dark Souls, where you got to figure out a tactic. You got to, you know. Yeah, one of them did irritate me because you, the only way you could defeat him was by putting a mine round on a particular window and having him run by it and explode. Hmm. No amount of bullets or anything else like that would damage him until you did it the way the game wanted you to do it. That was irritating. Mm. But that was only one instance out of the seven or eight times that I fought the thing. Mm. Ian, huh? what are you playing? Oh, um, uh, I'm actually playing uh, XCOM Chimera Squad, which I've actually done a little bit of streaming on. It's been a few days, but it's one of the rare times where I've actually streamed a game more than once or uh, more than like one day in a row. Because... Usually I'll like stream once and it'll be two or three weeks and then I'll then I'll stream a game again. But, but this is fresh in your this mind. This one right I did three times in a row, three nights in a row. Wow, uh, yeah. XCOM Chimera Squad. I, I'm a fan of the XCOM series. For listeners who are unfamiliar, it is a sort of I don't know what they call it isometric uh, view. It's, it's not a, uh, top down, but it's sort of topped at an angle. And you control a squad. Inwards, yeah, you control a squad of guys and gals. And uh, they historically, this game actually came out in the early 1990s, way back in the day. I think it was called XCOM UFO Defense. It was revolutionary. It was awesome. That in the that in the Fallout's. And it was uh, well, Fallout's not the strategy strategy game in the same way. But right? there, but well, there was a Fallout strategy. Uh, I think it was the third one that came out. Fallout, Fallout Tactics. Fallout right. Tactics. Oh, Tactics. Yeah. And it was basically the same thing. So yes. Uh, uh, XCOM has always been uh, turn-based, yeah. squad-based. Yeah. So you game. take your squad. You, uh, it's an alien invasion. Was the original XCOM, and you, you know, you have to defend the Earth against an alien invasion. It's literally uh, one of the things that I think was pretty different about it back in the '90s. Was it was a global scale kind of game. Like there's literally like an Earth, and you know, aliens come in at different parts of the planet, and you've got to go and take your troops there and defend against whatever. Um, they remade, so in the 90s was XCOM, and then their sequel, XCOM Terror from the Deep, which is where I got into it, was on the sequel. And then they redid XCOM in like 2011 or 2012, I think. So they did it like a reimagining mm-hmm. of the original XCOM, and they and they nailed it. I mean, they really did an incredible job. Did you play the the redo? I uh, uh, yes, uh, yeah. and I also and before that, I played the one when they were on Mars. I don't remember that one. I'll have to, I'm going to look up the, uh, the the order, but yeah, definitely the. Uh... But the redo was was really good. They did a great job of reimagining the the game, bringing it up to modern standards, but still keeping you know the old uh, the the gameplay where you would move your 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 troop, and then you know you'd have like six to twelve guys or whatever the number was. I think the newer games is maximum six or eight or something like that. But uh, and then the enemies, the aliens would move their guys, and then you move your guys, and you shoot and you kill each other and blow things up. And there's all kinds of nasties, baddie, nasty baddies that come out throughout the game, and some twists and turns. And uh, and then they came out with a sequel, XCOM Two. So they you know did a new sequel in like 2016. I've played both of those games. And they're both I fantastic. Haven't played two yet. They're excellent. It's on sale right now on Steam for like next to nothing. So if you want to pick it up, now's F- fifteen a, bucks. Now's a good time for that. Um, and then they just two weeks ago came out with a new XCOM called XCOM Chimera Squad, and they did a few things differently with this one, Conan. This time, instead of moving your whole squad at once, uh, you have to move what they call interleaved. So you got one guy, he moves. Then an enemy guy moves. And then you got another guy moves. Then an enemy guy moves. So they totally changed up the sort of the turn-based. It's still turn-based, but it's interleaved turns instead of squad moves, other squad moves. And so that does some different things to uh, to the gameplay, but it works in my experience so far, having been in the game for probably a dozen It should be hours. like Dungeons & Dragons. It should be all based on reaction speed. 
according to your character. If your character has a quick reaction, like Final Fantasy Tactics, they right. get they get to go first, regardless of you know. Well, there is a certain order that is determined, I think, by things like that. To, and, to I, and, some I, extent. and I thought that's how the the 2012 XCOM worked. And it's not always one in one. It might be like you got two of your guys go, and then one of their guys go, but it's interleaved, so it's not. It's not the full squad goes and then the other full squad goes. That's a major change. Also, another major change is it's no longer a global thing in XCOM Chimera Squad. It's just one city that you're focusing on. So roughly without, I mean, it's, I don't think I'm giving away real important spoilers because in my opinion, the plot doesn't really matter in these in these games. I don't really care about them. But in XCOM 2012, you're defending against the invasion. In XCOM 2016, the aliens have won and you are part of the uprising. Right, like you're trying to sounds fun. Come back, basically, and then in this game, there's this city where the aliens and the humans are living amongst one another, and the idea is you're like this elite squad of you know badasses or whatever that has to defend against a potential another alien group tipping or whatever. Like not necessarily alien groups, but groups that want to cause anarchy right in the in the city so there's like an anarchy meter that fills up it's a bad thing right when the anarchy <laughs> meter fills up in in this game oh no people are so being free and getting haircuts and so getting their hair blow dry you have different factions that are competing with each other to take over the the, the fallen landscape maybe i mean i haven't gotten too deep in the game but if, essentially another difference conan is that in XCOM Chimera Squad, the squad you have is very specific, meaning that they're actually voiced characters, mm-hmm. whereas in previous XCOM games, they're just sort of like, you've got these soldiers, and you can make them better, and you can name them, and you can you know customize and them if you're, in And if ways. you're playing on the hardest setting, you actually they can actually die. In this game, you fail the mission if your guys die. So they changed it up because the idea is you have to keep this squad together right. throughout the entire uh, game. At least that's my understanding so far. So um, if any of one of your people dies, you, you, lose, you lose the mission. Ooh, wow, yeah. that's rough. Whereas in the previous games, if your dudes died, they're out, and you got to recruit new soldiers. Right? Yeah, you, so you it's could, a constant you could, Yeah, process. you could have had a guy that you had for the last 30 hours. And he dies. And and he's, yeah. and well, that, that's and, when you reload a save. Well, That's what I did, but Conan <laughs> will shame you for that. No, 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 no. I saved scum the hell out of that game. Okay, I, yeah. I probably, I probably reloaded 150 times on that game. So this time I'm actually playing XCOM Chimera Squad without the save scum option, which is called... Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man mode. Yeah. So I've never done that before. I'm doing it on this. I won't, I won't do it. But only on normal difficulty. I'm not going crazy with the difficulty, just to see how I do. It's fun. It sounds like a series I should look into. 855 450 3733. That's 855 450 free, as in free. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. If you've been listening, you've been learning the various ways we've been occupying our time now that the His Excellency King Sununu has restricted our options for leisurely activity to the extent that he has. Conan, of course, you've been you've been gardening and Doing, doing all that. And we don't mean Harvest Moon gardening. He's been out there actually working in a garden. Oh, yeah, I'm it. having to fill in for Conan with the game of the week. I've yeah. got a great tan right now. I'm like a lobster <laughs> on my back. <laughs> having a hard time sitting here. Yes, it's uh, you got to get him in the ground. Otherwise, yeah, it's, we only have, we, we only have yeah. so many months of growing right. season here in New Hampshire. Well, we're hoping that uh, soon our leisurely 
activities will resume some level of normalcy. Nope. Well, you can keep I'm, hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> there's no <laughs> indication that that's going to happen. No, there's not. And that's really disappointing because my, my plane leaves for Vegas in 23 days and the casinos are still going to be closed. So and, and we're b- canceling the Vegas trip. Really? And by the way, can I, can, can I say out of all the terms that have, that have cropped up in the last two months, the, the, the new normal – it's awful. I want to throw a brick through something when I hear it. It's like, no, no. This no, is we, people, we can't let this be normalized. This is the new abnormal, or the this is just just 100% straight across the board. This is abnormal. This is not normal. Yeah. Well, that's people sort of rolling over and abdicating to this. They're like, well, this is the way it's going to be. Oh, it's the new normal. Well, and the more people say that stuff, the more true it becomes, right? Because you essentially are yeah. manifesting that into reality. Normal is just what most people accept, right? Mm-hmm. So don't accept this, and it won't become the new normal. So, well, right, and that's I what I've been masks. advocating. I is, don't wear gloves. I would advocate no one. Yeah, and I want to be as as kind as I can to people that would like to foist this nonsense upon me. I don't want to be mean, right? Like, I don't want to be rude to people. So it's like this sort of tough balancing act of standing up for yourself, but also not, like, trying to piss people off at the same time. So, Well, if someone wants to foist it upon me, chances are I'm going to piss them off. But that's the thing. A lot of them are just doing it because they need work. Right. So like there's somebody at a job somewhere who's wearing a mask, not because they want to, but because they've been told they have to or else they have to not come to work. Right. So all the people at Walmart, for instance, where every single employee now has a mask on, you know, there's people there who don't want to do that. Uh, I was at Walmart the other day. Tell those people, man. They're sitting there hyperventilating. They got the things digging into their face. They're pulling off and they've got, uh, you know. Now, I will confess that I wore ears are all scrunched up the other day at work because mm-hmm. I wanted to see how bad it really was. And how however, was it? however bad you would expect it to be, it was worse. Wow. Because uh, the temperature and you don't in there even is wear like, glasses. No, the temperature in there is like 85 degrees anyway. So we're sweating. So it's yep. like it's like being waterboarded constantly because <laughs> it immediately fills up with sweat. Sure. And breathing into your own face all the time, it goes right into your nostrils, your nostrils start leaking into the mask. It's it's the worst idea I've ever heard. Wear a mask with glasses. You got that hot steam Constantly. going right up right up into your eyes and it's fogging your your uh, your, your, your lenses every well, second. I don't want to be the, the scientist in the room, but if you've got air coming out of the top of this thing, then it's not doing its job. Well, That's I, literally what it's supposed to prevent. I'm not, even, I'm not even sure what the argument is. I think it's something about your spittle getting launched all over the place. But its I, job is to acclimate people to living in a medical authoritarian hellscape. It's fear That's control. That's what the job is. The job is to have people, average people, see people everywhere with these things on and think that something's being done. That's what the job of these things is. It's total mass compliance. It's just like... The duck and cover back in the in the Cold War. It's just it's the same thing. Um, yep. Hey, sorry kids, getting under your damn desk <laughs> is not going to do anything to save you. Uh, they still do that today, don't they, Conan? This, I don't the, think they got rid of that at that the end si- of the Cold War. That, that siren going off for, yeah. for the last two hours, telling you to go get in your bomb shelter. I'm pretty shelter. sure they still do that today with the like the gunman on gunmen on campus drills. Like, don't they do the same thing? Don't they get under their desk? Where else are they going to go? They lock the door and they get behind the door. <laughs> Well, you mean and, the, and, and all they really the do during those drills the, is just they it's just scare the hell out of everybody. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, the kids sing their little nursery rhymes about school shooters and all of that to get acclimated to this 
quote new normal. Yeah. And the new normal now apparently means that you can't you you can get your hair cut in phase 1 in New Hampshire, but you can't have it blow dried. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And you can only according to these restrictions, you can only have a single you can tell me what this means, Aria, cuz you dye your hair, a single color root touch up. What does that mean? Uh well, the roots obviously uh need to be touched up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Single I, color. I I can't imagine Needing your roots to be dyed multiple colors. Well, anyway, that's one of the other restrictions. But, but that seems to be it. Like, I guess red on this side and purple on this side can't get that done. But some of these uh, salon owners are upset at this re- so-called reopening plan, not because of all the restrictions, but because it's too much too soon, according to these people. So It's about, it's about the competition. They want to go back to work, they say. But they don't really want to go back to work because they're worried about the whole COVID-19 thing. Tanya Hart, the owner of Oomp Salon, this is from uh, the Seacoast Online, which is a newspaper out on the east coast of New Hampshire. She says, I think the restrictions are asinine. It's definitely not what I was advocating for. She says, I was advocating for us to open up at a later phase. It's really just a frustrating situation. I think the whole idea of the task force not really hearing us was a blow to the industry all around. Oh, she wants other workers to put their lives at risk first according to her worldview because her worldview says this thing is serious it's life-threatening she just doesn't want to be one of the first people out there well i don't think she She wants anybody to be out there she says she doesn't want to be out there basically which means no one else should be able to be out there because she can't hairdresser should be out there but she wants like the car repair shops and those kind of places to reopen uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how she would feel about that. But she says uh, she and several other industry professionals allege they weren't listened to by the governor's task force or given proper representation in the conversations at the state level. Well, surprise, government's not fair, is it? Life isn't fair. She says we I feel- was not given proper representation when Sanudu decided yeah. that he was going to release this executive order. Jasmine they didn't consult me. Doobie, the co-owner of Hex Hair Boutique in Dover, says, quote, We feel misrepresented as an industry. I feel like that's the general vibe I'm getting. It feels like they rushed into this to satisfy something. Amy Martinez, the owner of... That's how I feel about the quarantine. That's amazing. Redhead Studio on State Street in Portsmouth said salon owners are, quote, outraged. She says they have essentially two options. Quote, we keep our business closed and jeopardize losing our clientele to competing salons. There it is. Or we open and put ourselves directly in harm's way. She said, everyone else is cautioned to stay home until May 31st, yet we're advised to go back to work, standing on top of our clients all day with just a mask as protection. The science states that we should stand six feet apart from one another. We are incapable of doing that in a hair salon. Who is advising her to go back to work? It's It's not an advisement that you have to go back to work. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. She's worried about competition. She's worried about her competition. But then she says that, or another owner, and owner of Cause Hair Salon in Dover, uh, Michelle Meager, was not in favor of hair salons being included in phase one, says the plan has set salons up for failure. She says, I crunched the numbers. By opening up, I will be losing money. Doing a color, I will make $11.60. Then I'll be in the negative after paying all my utilities. Whoa, 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 whoa. How is she, how is she going to be... She's probably not going to make as much as she wants, but I mean, people are walking around looking like Wookiees right now. Yeah, yeah she'll have a line. She'll have a line of people yeah. out the damn door. What yeah. about this Texas woman who got arrested? Right, that's exactly what she had. The people were lined up around the block. Well, and even if they weren't, I mean, the solution here is obvious: raise her prices. 
She could do that too. It, this this would be oh, get away oh with but it. then she'd be price gouging. If she's not that's making evil. Enough, <laughs> if she's not, I don't care. If she's not making enough money to pay her bills, raise then the she, then it's a bad business practice, and she needs to raise her prices. The state protocols require all clients to wear a cloth face mask that covers their nose and mouth at all times when in a salon or barber shop, and all staff must do the same. A distance of six feet must be kept between individuals at all times, except for when staff are servicing a client's hair. Reception areas are ordered closed, and no walk-in appointments will be allowed. Appointments must be staggered, so only one person arrives at a time, and a maximum of ten people are allowed in the facility at once. Clients must wait in their car until called in by the stylist. The guidelines require. Out there, pushing carbon into the atmosphere, sitting there with their cars idling. On one hand, of course we want to open, but then is this the right thing to do, said one of the owners? How can everyone be preaching social distancing and then be like, but you guys can open. I don't know how to feel. Did she really say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is it in a nutshell. These people, they don't know how to, bunch of NPCs, man. Yeah, they, they don't they, have they, any they, they've, got a, they've got a script. They were written to only react in one way or another, and they don't know how to handle this. Well, they lose their minds. Their whole support for the quarantine was that this is what medically medical professionals. You know, it's what wanted. Bill. It's what Bill Nye said. Yeah, and now the government is going against what those same medical professionals say. Some governments. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And we're hearing some crazy stories about cryptocurrency mining uh, coming out all over the place. We've got one from um, Bitcoin.com and one from Cointelegraph, I think you said. Bitcoinist.com. Oh, the Bitcoinist. Yeah. Good magazine. And the ideas here seem to be looking for ways that uh, may not wreck the environment because that's one of the criticisms people like to level against Bitcoin is that it's... Energy consumption is just too high. It's unacceptable. So some enterprising individuals are looking for other ways to mine cryptocurrency. Yeah, what other options could you use? I don't know. Maybe do something like the Matrix did. Human body heat and interactions. Well, there's so much wrong with the Matrix thing. Like how it, it would take more food to keep them alive. I mean, more energy to keep them alive than they would ever produce. Absolutely. And if you look at the original Matrix script, it was never about generating heat energy. It was all about creating a neural network, uh-huh. which makes a hell of a lot more sense. So they're actually feeding these bodies, and they've got all these human brains, uh, you know, you know, running their network or using that network to do whatever to run their 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 system. They were creating an AI. 
in the same way that we create, you know, those with artificial yep. intelligence. That would have made that would have made a whole lot of sense, but the producers of said movie uh, weren't sure the public would understand it and get it. They thought the battery mm-hmm. analogy was would would be more understood. It's true. Well, it's simpler to understand. Last month, an interesting patent uh, was uh, uh, taken out by Microsoft. Uh, the abstract is this. It's a the, the title is cryptocurrency system using body activity data. Now here's the abstract. Num- so it's it's not like body heat from exercising or something. It's body activity data. Two years ago, a Dutch company, some re- Dutch researchers were actually uh, they developed uh, suits where people would wear them while they slept, and it would generate heat, and, and they would mine. Uh, I think they were mining some kind of altcoin. Uh, during the night while they well, slept. it definitely wasn't Bitcoin. It wasn't Bitcoin, no. It, Maybe but, Monero. So this idea is not new. This patent is. And here's the abstract. Human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used, to, may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user which is communi- communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor communicatively coupled to or compromised in the device or the user of the user may be may sense body activity of the user. Body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of that user. The cryptocurrency system communicatively coupled to the device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. Okay, so... That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's a lot I, I'll of... explain it. Um, it's not mining, first of all. It's that Microsoft is going to have Microsoft coin or whatever, and you're going to wear your little fitness watch, and it's going to tell you to do 50 jumping jacks or whatever. It's going to monitor your heart rate to make sure you've done those, and then it will award you with 50 Microsoft coins Microsoft or whatever coins, for doing probably. It. But oh, it's not okay. actually doing or, any mining. Or, yeah, okay. or, or skip the jumping jacks, or it'll be something like just sitting there behind your screen watching ads and clicking on the ad after you finish watching it. Well, you can already do that. Well, there are already, they're probably scams, except we, but there except, are already applications on Google Play and iOS that will very microscopically award you with Bitcoin for watching advertisements. Ex- of course, you have to watch thousands of advertisements. Same except except of we don't already have our chips as well that signify, that talks to this mining uh, uh, server. So as soon as we... Well, or again, or, 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 or it, armbands. It's just an altcoin delivery service. Yeah, I'm glad that you... Uh, well, not even altcoin in that a lot of altcoins are mined. Um, yeah. But I'm glad you clarified because as I was listening to Conan explaining this, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't mining. And yeah. so what you're saying is this is just some sort of a points is, system, an the, awards points, Microsoft points system. I think it's a tracking system. It's, well, pa- it's, it's part of it. Well, well, it's, are, it's, it's, the, it's the reason to use the tracking system. It's like, oh, hey, we have this. You have bonuses. You have bonuses. You have an incentive to have your armband on or your headband or your chip. And you can sit there. Oh, and we can throw uh, propaganda and stuff at you that you have to watch and click on it, verifying that you've got it. And you'll get some Microsoft coins for doing all of this. But I don't know that any sort of body activity can be monitored from clicking on an ad. You know, it's going to be not. it's going to be more like jog for half a mile or be or, or be in a certain place, you know, you once you walk past a certain a location a certain amount of times, it's constantly tracking you, knows where you're at and, well, I mean, and so so does your mobile phone. 
I mean, none of this technology is new. They're just creating a, a reward system to reward people for exercising, it sounds like. I don't know that I don't know that Bill Gates cares about you being healthy. Well, Apple I heard that he wants either. to exterminate people. I know the whole the whole thing about Bill Gates and Big Pharma, by the way, is keeping you ill and keeping you buying their drugs forever. They don't want you to be healthy. That's the last thing. Well, the company's making the fitness watches and all that crap. They don't care if people are healthy either, but the people care. Mm-hmm. And so the companies will cater that Nike doesn't care about Colin Kaepernick. So what? So but what the people cared. So, so what they they'll hired do it for a commercial. They'll right? have they'll have different programs. Then they'll have the, the health nuts out there. They'll have their fitness watches, and they'll be running three miles a day or whatever, and doing their jumping jacks. And then you'll but they, don't, don't let's not leave out all of the um uh the couch potatoes. They'll have their things to do too. They'll have their options available. We already too. have those with Steam achievements. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and that'll be another option. So you have your and gamers Xbox point achievements. I mean, those already exist. But are you getting? But are you getting crypto for it? Well, I've been talking that, about that. That you can, is, that is you this can going to actually be a crypto, or is this just some digital currency? It, all it says is crypto. It hasn't even. It's. It's. That's in the future. I mean, you you do in fact get money from playing video games on Steam thanks to their cra- trading card platform. You get trading cards for playing games, and you can turn around and sell those for like nine cents a piece. Yep. So <laughs> yes, it already exists. It's not cryptocurrency. But and this can, probably won't be either. But you can, in fact, be paid for sitting there. And it probably games. won't be backed by any kind of mining pro- or blockchain either. It might no. just be coins that are uh, they have a certain amount of or not. Yeah, just a private them. currency. Just like every video game has its own little yeah. private currency. So that was the actual patent. And by the way, uh, curiously enough, here's the patent number. W O twenty twenty zero six zero six zero six. Oh, I heard about this. Isn't, I heard that Bill Gates had a patent six six six. Isn't that interesting? They say that anybody say the world order isn't or the world order. W O isn't world order. It's uh, the basically the publication. They, all the uh, world applications. I think. Well, zero six zero six zero six isn't six 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 either. That's no, a it's totally not. different number. No, but it's very it's very. For the people very, that are reaching convenient. for meaning, that, you know, it gives them something. <laughs> Here's the article from Bitcoinist.com. Microsoft wants to create a new cryptocurrency that's still mining, or still mined using POW, except proof of work. proof of work, except replacing ex- expensive power-intensive mining ribs. Uh, mi- excuse me, mining rigs. Mining rigs with basic human energy. That sounds a little strange. You should take a dive into the details of the patent published yesterday. Filed. By Microsoft. It's called cryptocurrency system using body activity data. So they actually are using the word cryptocurrency. Okay. Yeah. According- well, so did Facebook. But whether True. or not it's cryptographic or whether or not it's a currency or if it's just a catch-all term that these major corporations are using for digital currencies. Yeah. Mm. According to the patent, Microsoft's cryptocurrency would make use of body activity data. This would allow individuals to mine crypto and replace... I wish they would stop saying mine. Yeah. And replace the needs of uh, ASICs. ASICs, the might not rigs. It sounds a little. I don't believe it. It sounds a little other no, otherworldly. Things and, are totally related, and that somebody got a hold of this patent, didn't understand what they read, and, and wrote an article about. Yeah. it. No, no, we just. I just read you the. Pa- I read you the abstract. I know, and it has absolutely nothing to do with mining and ASICs. It's, but that's what it's. That's, that's what, what the this person says. who wrote this article thinks, and I don't think they're right. No, they completely misunderstood the patent. 
They don't know what they're talking about. It's much more like that system I've, that rewards people for exercising or for playing video games. Or I read Nothing the abstract that said mining process like four times, all on body activity. Yes. Talk, you, talking to the mining server. These active, all right, so the mining server, not, you might so not the actually... the server may be mining them, but that doesn't mean the person is. The person is just getting them. I agree with you completely. I don't think this is anything... This is, has nothing to do with actually mining cryptocurrency. This has to do with tracking people. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. Communities issue their own currency backed by Intercoin. They can choose to inflate the circulating supply of their own money to spend on internal projects, or they can choose to tax certain transactions and remove money from circulation. These activities deterministically change the exchange rates of the community's local money to Intercoin without affecting the other communities or the rest of the Intercoin ecosystem. Each community can choose its own policies and openly program them into their coins. Each individual coin can choose what coins to get, and each individual can choose what coins to get and how to spend them with upfront knowledge of what they're getting into. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in the real world. We think that is important here on Free Talk Live, so important that Free Talk Live accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from intercoinink.com. If you also think that freedom is important, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You can invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. That's intercoin.com, I-N-T-E-R coin. Dot org, not dot com. That's intercoin.org. So mining with body heat seems to be what the author of this article thinks that Microsoft is trying to do. Ian and I disagree. This but- this one is not the body heat. This is human uh, hum- human action. Okay, yeah, sorry. You're correct. Um, so the, this is uh, Christina Cumbin over at Bitcoinist.com. She's trying to make heads or tails of this new Microsoft patent that came out last month. According, you know, make heads or tails, you know, I, I according, according to what is according to what is written there. Um, it sounds a little otherworldly and honestly borderline creepy. But if you can get past the idea of wiring humans up to some kind of server tracking their energy output, it could be a sustainable way of mining crypto without damaging the environment. And I don't <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know how you it would do doesn't. that. It doesn't. It doesn't because that's not what is being described here. And people are already hooked up to servers that are monitoring their body activity Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, this is not new. So how does it work? As per the patent, Microsoft states... I can't wait to hear her describe how this works, considering she does Mm -hmm. not understand (laughs) what is going on. Microsoft states that human body activity needed to mine cryptocurrency could be very simple. We're not talking about forcing tribes of gym goers to run 20K here. In fact, it could be as little as, and this is from the patent... A brain wave or body heat emitted from the user when the user performs the tasks provided by an information or service provider, such as viewing an advertisement or using certain internet services, can be used in the mining process. Which, again, it's just you uh, performing actions on your part, but how does that actually... It would have to generate energy 
that is going to some sort of mining computer. Some kind of significant energy, too, I would think. Yeah, and in this case, there's no such transmission. It's just, com- it's just you know, relaying the data, hmm. the not doc- the energy. The document goes on to say that this type of activity would replace the massive computation work currently required by some conventional cryptocurrency systems. That is because the data that is gathered from the body activity could be regarded as proof of work. <laughs> Ooh. All right. You know oh, what? that gave me a headache. <laughs> That's not what they mean by proof of work, but okay. I mean, yes, I guess it's proof that someone expended energy, but in in that sense, proof of stake is proof of work because it's proof that someone expended energy by keeping the computer online. Yeah, I, I just don't know how. All right, so it's, all right, this is talking about all right body activity, but also generating heat, but generating energy. Well, in order but to how do you, generate but how energy, do you, from, how do you collect that? You, yeah, that's the thing. And that's why this doesn't make any sense. So, I'm not an engineer. Okay, so maybe I'm, I. maybe I'm wrong about this. But my understanding is, if you want to collect energy from body activity, you have to have some sort of mechanism, right? So, like the classic example would be a stationary bike that you pedal that's hooked up to you know, a generator. Correct. You can you can make energy from that. Um, just sitting there. And and having heat coming off of your body isn't going to uh, to cut it. Generally, it's considered to be fairly inefficient to try to take excess heat and turn that into energy. There are contraptions that I believe have been invented to try to do this, but they're not particularly effective at it because you're taking what's already waste and you're trying to do something with that waste. It's not a bad idea, but I don't think it's been particularly effective even in like even in situations where you have significant heat, it's generally fairly ineffective, right? Yeah, now we're like, talking about just the human body. I mean, what's yeah, that like I do? like I said, I don't think this has anything to do with actually mining. I think this is all about creating incentive to attract people. Yeah. All right. Now here, now here is an article where the people actually did use. I would say Pokemon Go did that far more effectively than Microsoft cor- will ever. Correct. Yeah. This article actually talks about people who did harness human body heat to mine cryptocurrency really how all right manuel baltron the founder of the institute of human obsolescence great great <laughs> great title we're off to a great start here yeah i, I and these these guys probably didn't these probably the same guys are talking about spraying the skies with you know dust particles to reflect the sun back into the, the out of the atmosphere see to me it sounds more like a transhumanist thing yeah yeah like humans are obsolete and we need to start supplementing our bodies with chips and ai and things like that to improve upon ourselves so yeah manuel is challenging the idea that technology cannot be sustained by our current resources because he believes one supply the human body is very abundant. The Institute has been running various operations that consist of researching and developing biological labor with the current project tethered to mining cryptocurrencies. The most recent test compromised of roughly 212 hours between many shifts and 37 workers participated in the experiment. By the way, this was in uh, this article is from January 4th, 2018. With a special suit and all those hours, the participants at the uh, Institute for Obsolescence, Human Obsolescence, generated 127.2 watts of power that mined 16,590 uh, 16, vert. Hold on, vert, how many watts? Uh, 127. 127.2 uh, watts. That's like nothing. Yeah, that, that's, that's nothing. That's no. not even going to run like, you know, a few light bulbs. And how many per hour? 
Well, they, the the entire uh, uh, the entire the, uh, the entire experiment took 212 hours between mixed between 37 workers. Uh-huh. While so, they, while, basically, while they they were sleeping, so yeah, no, not very much power at all. But your, your typical incandescent light bulb requires 60 watts of power per hour. That's so, right. So they almost <laughs> they almost had a light bulb shine for two solid hours with 37 people <laughs> over 212 hours hooked up to suits that cost God knows how oh, much yeah, money. Exactly. All right, now this, this is, is the problem with the Matrix. This is not an efficient way. This of is doing why the anything. original Matrix was never about body heat. It was about a neural network of human brains all hooked up together. So, anyways, 127 watts got them 16,000. It cost six cents per hour to run that bulb. So, 1.2 mm-hmm. cents would have totally eclipsed the amount of energy they generated with this probably multi-million-dollar study. They got 16,000 Vertcoin, Dash, Ethereum, Litecoin, Startcoin, and uh, Lisk tokens. No, according, they didn't. According to the researchers, no, humans yeah. can generate 100 watts while resting, and most of the time, 80% of the energy goes to waste. You said they can generate 100 watts, but all they managed to generate in 200-and-something hours was 120 watts. Yep. Uh, Unless that's per yeah, hour or something. does not compute... Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. And you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June the 29th until July the 5th for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. It also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping site, your RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 29th until July the 5th. It is still on. The campgrounds here in New Hampshire are open, and they will probably be back at full capacity by then. I think they're at half capacity right now, some kind of nonsense. Uh, well, it depends on how you interpret the governor's orders. So, okay. I mean, you could interpret them as completely <laughs> voluntary, and uh, that's the way the campground orders look to me. But whether the campgrounds will interpret them that way is a whole other question. So ch- come check out ForkFest. Uh, you can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. Again, that's ForkFest.party. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it may be the only thing I get to do this summer now that Vegas is <laughs> remaining closed for the foreseeable future. Well, let's go to the phones. We've well, got... Yeah, okay. We got James calling from Arizona. James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hi, what's on your mind? Sorry, I heard you lamenting about Neil deGrasse Tyson and your other fellow atheist, uh, Ed Bill Knight, a science guy, and how you can't believe they don't recognize how they 
they're just high priests in the religion of science. Yeah. When you're just looking at your fellow progressives there, you're high priest, your, your religion and your politics are the same thing, and your politics is informed by your religion. I'm my own high priestess. In, what what, what religion are you referring to? You're just as know-it-all. You're just as <laughs> much smug know-it-all as Neil deGrasse Tyson. What what religion are you referring to? Your politics is your religion. I have your no politics. Your pure your puritanical anarcho. Puritan. I'm a puritan. Wow. wasn't driving. That's a stretch <laughs> right there. That's a new one. James, what's the stretch? You didn't already know this. Describing me Conan? as a puritan. Aria the prude. <laughs> you, <are>. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely think that your religion is right and righteous, and that you know everything about everything better mm-hmm. than anybody that doesn't agree with you. And that's why your smug, hot-filled minister there that he calls himself, when you, you pick a straw man about some woman who has a hair salon, you notice how he changes the tone of his voice. And yeah, it was, it was very funny. Mind. It was good radio, James. Every story you guys talk about confirms your own religious bias. That's the, that's the script. Conan's brain operates off of that's the script. <laughs> Ian Bernard's brain operates. The off. script. We're all we're all NPCs here. Yeah, yep, you're the only thinker, James. You are the only I real mean, person out there, claimed, man. I only call in to challenge you to think a second time, and even better, make you laugh. You oh, really? That's why you call? Well, you know what? That warms my heart. That, I'm that's, glad to hear that, James. That's what we're here for, man. We are here for you. Hey, Conan. Conan, tell me more, man. Are you making fun of a listener that doesn't agree with you? I'm not making How fun of you. I just said this, this: it's the name How of the game. It's free talk live. You talk about anything you want. You can call us really? names. I do have a question, though, yeah, James. Okay. I've been calling for then years. James, let me ask you a question, real quick. If you don't take the side of liberty and you don't take the side of the state, because both of those are, you know, some religious programming script or whatever, what side? It's not can, a question. That's a setup. You, what you side can or. one take? Like I said, you're pur- puritanical. It's either or. You just prove my facts. Well, yes, because you liberty is the absence assertion. of a state, and either the state. Or. I'm as much a favor of liberty as you are, and unlike you, I put my sassafras on the line to defend another man's liberty, and I don't tolerate people lying and cheating or stealing, and I don't worship the altar of big government like you know, Christ Tyson and Bill Nye, the science guy, left-wing progressives, unlike yourself being an alt-white-wing progressive. You're totally self-righteous. You think you're you think you know everything better than everybody. You know and have seen the light, and everybody else that doesn't agree with you is on the other side of liberty. No, they're not. You're an you're puritanical. But what I have noticed with all you your better, James? The government since Get I've that been off your show is you haven't just trying to make you think a second time. Are you going to make fun of me for having, having done so? No, actually, James? I think you are are actually huh? uh, less awful I'm right now on. than you normally let me are. Ask you a question. Uh, spot on about, let me ask you a question, Aria. How come you and that loser Conan aren't railing against the government of the Corona Communist Party of China that started this virus? Because I'm not in China. Spread. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They're anti-liberty as they come, and you're not fighting them. Well, no, actually, James, we've against. covered the Chinese government a number of times. I mean, maybe we're, not covering them. maybe we're not covering them tonight, but, I mean, we've certainly covered the Chinese government and their oppression, for instance, of the uh, the Muslim Uyghurs. 
in the I think the northwestern uh, portion of yeah. the continent, or not continent, but the the country there in the uh, Xinjiang province. Uh, we've covered how the Chinese government will ki- will kidnap people who have escaped from North Korea and take them back to North Korea, essentially sentencing them to death. Uh, for trying to get out of the the prison state of North Korea, so those are two two topics that come to mind. We've covered uh, labor conditions uh, in China, absolutely. I think, over, but I mean, why would we spend? I and mean, we do talk about China. We talk about other countries as yeah. well. But why would we spend any time do, waging war with China when we've got our own issues right, right. here China in our own in our own backyard? Me. We've been talking about New Hampshire pretty much the entire night about the barbershop, oh, about the barbershops and whatnot. We have our own issues right here in our own damn state that we have to deal with first yeah, before I mean, we if, can start worrying about who started this silly. Knot. I mean, James, if you're if you're really that concerned about China, then why don't you go there, James? Be happy to respond to all that malignant crap that just came out of Conan's mouth. <laughs> By the way, the fact that you mentioned China affirms my point that you don't. Mention it when it comes to <laughs> huh? you're not doing anything about what. So mentioning China violence. affirms your point that Chinese we don't mention China. Is what has caused Jay Lu's problems and all the other problems that you speak of for the past three. Put hours. your money where but your mouth is and fly to China and do oh, something you're about it. Me? You want you come with me, Minister? Because I don't care. (laughs) Because I'm not interested in overthrowing the Chinese government. They don't affect me. James, I don't think you're listening. Jesus. Thank you so much for the call. I'm going to drop it. They don't affect me. Okay? They sell me some stuff from time to time at a good price. Um, And that's about all that I deal with as far as China is concerned. I understand they do horrific things to uh, peaceful people, but governments all across the world do horrific things to peaceful people. Why would I focus on that one state when every state is doing horrible things? Yeah, take care of your own backyard first. But having said that, China is heavily involved in our country. Sure. They're buying up property. They own own Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, They own a lot of the networks. They are they. I mean, you make, you can make the argument that they have their hand all over uh, the goings on here in this country, and so well, that's equally so, true and, of the and so and, and, and so China. it does affect us. I would no. We have our hands deeply in China. I mean, I I, I don't not as do? much as not as much as they have here. We're the ones buying their stuff. Correct, but that's but, all uh, the voluntary. Chinese production. Econ- oh, so is them buying. Right, I got no problem with that. No if a China, if a Chinaman wants to buy some property, then good good for him. I don't care. Uh, D Live is run by some Chinese guys. We're on the we're on a Chinese video streaming platform right now, and uh, you know what? Maybe they're funded by the Chinese government. I have no idea, <laughs> but they're propagating this show. So yeah. there we are. Take advantage of it. I buy stuff from Wish all the time, and I realize that the worker conditions there are deplorable. But you're going to get that shopping at Walmart as well. So I mean, well, hopefully, hopefully, it, the other. Hopefully, uh, this is just a stepping stone for the Chinese lower class to move up into the middle class. Typically, and this is typically the way that countries evolve, the economies evolve over time, is they have to start somewhere, and usually it's dirt poor, and they work their way up until they get to our level, well, yeah, where they've, I mean, gotten too, you, they've gotten too high up the ladder. If you have and a bunch of poor people who are unemployed, and you start paying them to do stuff, you liquidate the poor and unemployed by paying them to do stuff. Let's come back to the Institute of Human Obsolescence oh, and see yeah. what they've got to solve this problem of workers. Upload to the Matrix. This is Free Talk Live, 855 450 
This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And Conan. I want to say thank you to John Rosted, who is tonight's amplifier. That means he's a member of the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's money that is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote free talk live so if you like the show if you want to help us get on more radio stations then you might consider checking out the amp program it comes with a number of cool little features like the amp only call in line on discord.freetalklive.com the amp only facebook group and the amp only chat room so again thank you so much john rosted be sure to check that out that's amp.freetalklive.com amp.freetalklive.com now getting back to this Institute of Human Obsolescence, or whatever they're calling themselves, are they not, in fact, run by run by humans? Well, they're singularityists. They want to uh, evolve to the next level, and this is a—it's a neat idea. It's a nutty experiment, and it—and from the stats that we're reading, they're deplorable. They're not worth anything. But I mean, it's—I guess it's a step in the right direction, and I and. According to that, well, I mean, well, in what direction? I mean, it looks to I me don't think like humans should be in the business of trying to direct human evolution. I don't think, I don't think we have the wisdom or the knowledge to do that. But well, they literally but say, but aren't we gods, Arya? Isn't that the the whole purpose? I'm I a mean, god of myself, not of the species. I mean, we, but we're creators. So, and we, and and as individualists, I try to better myself every day. And there's, According and, to what you determined to be better, correct. And this guy, but are you right? Am well, I? Uh, if I'm bettering myself and I'm not hurting anyone else, then it doesn't really matter. That's true. It, it doesn't really matter if I'm failing at what I'm doing. If I think I'm bettering myself and it's something I want to do, then yes, I'm right. And if these guys want to, you know, do the thing that they're doing, that's totally fine too. Now the sure. question is, where's the money coming from that's actually paying for all this? Because I mean, what I'm seeing here on their website, which by the way is speculative dot capital, that is their uh, web URL is the front page has a a picture of some guys wearing this device. That they, they look like uh, they look like wetsuits, but yeah. they have like uh, well, they're de- definitely all cabled up. But they look like wet, fat wetsuits. Yeah, well, they look like they got some sort of like transducer or heat sink or something all over. I'm not sure what the right term for that is. Uh, if, you're, if you've ever seen an electric blanket, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of coils they mm-hmm. have running through the electric blanket if you if you squeeze it and look at it real close. That's what they look like they have on their wetsuit. But it says here, right on the front of the site, humans are becoming obsolete. That's what they believe. And it's time to, they say, reposition their role in society. And then they go on to talk about how they consider this to be labor. Sleeping, laying sleeping, down. <laughs> sleeping, laying down. I don't know how comfortable you, you comfortably you could sleep in this particular device, but presumably they tried to do that. Uh, but just laying down on this bed, hooked up to this thing, they're now trying to claim that this is some sort of new paradigm. This is work, according to these people. So, I mean, these are just, in my opinion, without knowing a whole lot, right? Yeah, the, like, the, without yeah, reading yeah. any of their position these, papers. These are the AOCs of the world who think yeah, that these just are commies. Th- that, that, breathing, are, that breathing is work. Should get paid for them. Yes. For right. These are a bunch of lazy bums who want to sit around and literally get paid to do nothing. To just simply exist, to to exude heat from their bodies, and they want to somehow capture that and turn it into something productive 
like, look, dude, if you want to do something, if you want to make labor into cryptocurrency, which is what they claim they did here, they've they've got this arbitrary set of graphs on their website where it's so you mentioned earlier conan the they had 37 workers over 200 I'm, hours i'm going to add quotes to workers here <laughs> they just uh, they're just sleeping 200 hours well in the photos they have their eyes open but re- regardless uh the 127,210 milliwatts hours so not kilowatt hours but milliwatts a fraction uh of a watt uh you said it totaled up to 127 watts 127 watts over 212 hours 16,594 coin rewards. Now, that's where things get pretty murky because... Yeah, how many of those were vert coin? Probably none how, of how them. How many of those were lisk? How many of those were start are, coin? Whatever are, the hell didn't those you do are. The, didn't you do the math? How many watts would create a vert coin? Uh, 600, I think. So, I, I've closed it now, but I think it was 600. For, so, oh, so they and did, it took 4.2 days of 600 watts every hour. Yeah, uh, so, so, they, so they got a very, very, very small fraction of a vert coin. But I'm going to tell you, they got zero vert coin. Well, but here the vo- <laughs> vert coin is one of the largest bars on this completely meaningless graph that they've put up here. I mean, normally when you have a graph, this okay, basic advertising, ma- basic math here, people, you learn this in an, like you know middle school or whenever it is they introduce graphs to you in school, is when you have a graph, you're supposed to show what the data means on the graph. There's usually some sort of an indicator of what you're looking at here it's just a bar with like you know one of those meters where it fills up right one of those kind of uh graphs i mean I'm, i hesitate to call it a graph because there's no data it just says it says the word vert coin on top of it beneath that is the little semi-filled bar which is approximately two-thirds full or maybe three-fourths full but it doesn't say is this the amount of the percentage of one vert coin that they received from this is what is this is is this one satoshi's worth of vert coin what are we even talking about here I, i'm looking at numbers right now um start coin is a a cheap useless altcoin from what i'm gathering from looking at the hash rate um you can mine 500 of them per day with 65,000 mega hash which is which is not a whole lot yeah well, coin, how many mega hash did they get because they don't talk about that the current Vertcoin hash rate is 1.74 terahertz, mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten anywhere near enough power to no. get even a point zero zero, yeah, the <laughs> Satoshi amount of Vertcoin. Right. So it's completely meaningless. Whatever it is that they've gotten here is something they're obviously trying to hide. They do not have good results, and they're trying to blow up this experiment as though they've actually, like, you know done something <laughs> and i imagine they're trying to get a some sort of a grant from some university or some government somewhere to continue this so-called research well this is so two these- years ago so i mean it's it doesn't look like it's gone anywhere except microsoft has tried to create something that sounds similar but really isn't and keep in mind that we're looking at the numbers here of what they say they gener- generated and it's 127 milliwatts 127,000 milliwatts. Yeah, which is 127 watts. I'm looking at their website trying to figure out where they're getting their money. I have found their partners, and one of their partners is Brave New World. I don't know who these guys are. Doesn't sound good. But I know when I hear hear stuff like that, then Mm -mm. that's a dystopia I don't want any part of. Except that we're living in it. Oh, oh, okay. Here's more more, uh, of their, their text from the website. Data labor rights. As workers that produced workers... That produce data, what are our labor rights? Data basic income. 
Instead of questioning what the value of the data produced is, we explore the proposition of giving everyone the same monthly flat rate in exchange for the data produced, independently of categories like gender, nationality, or class. This is what we call data basic income, a fixed payment for our production of data. So I- I'm so confused what they're even trying to do here, man. They want to get paid for doing nothing. Uh, this is new. I mean, UBI is one thing. Now what we're the now we now we've is got a data basic income. For, uh, they want to get paid because they're making data, whatever the hell that means. They they also want a data cooperative. So they're just throwing in all the like lefty terms. In data here workers they, union. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one. Data cooperative aimed to create an ecosystem in which the citizen workers' owners are in control of their production of data. The workers of the data cooperative choose what kinds of categories of data they generate and collect. They are in control of how they benefit from their production. Oh, this is all right, all right. This is like all right. So you look at all the companies that own you. They've got all they're tracking you. They've got all your information. They know your friends mm-hmm. list. And they, they got your contact list. What they're talking about is getting paid for all that. It's uh, UBDI. Well, there are already universal basic data income, uh-huh. and so these nutheads are are talking no, about. I mean, there are already currencies that are designed to do that. I can't think of one. One used to be advertised at LRN or on Free Talk Live or something. I don't remember the name of it now. It was like a year ago. Oh, no. But I mean, there are already cryptocurrencies that are designed to allow people to take control of their data. Zencash. It was Horizon. I, kinda, was I know. I actually kind of like this idea. I mean, I think that we, the people, the get, users. Get yourself a suit. No, no, no. Wait, no, no, no. I'm talking about, no, I'm, I'm talking about getting paid for data. Okay. My, my data usage. I supply these companies with a lot of information mm-hmm. uh, that they use. And to, sell. They sell to it. Si- yeah, to sell. And I... Wouldn't mind getting some of that back. But you know what? They're not I, selling it for a lot of money. I well, mean, no. Really, here, and here's the thing: everything I use is free. So they, yeah. so that's the basically. You get paid by getting. I get free paid service. by getting a free, a free service. And also, when they sell this data, they're selling huge amounts of data for per, you know, per person. It's very, very small. Yeah, not a, it would. Not it would. But I mean, a couple. You know how cheap. going to power you, a light bulb. You know how cheap <laughs> I am, Ian. I'm talking about my data. I'm talking my 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 my, my uh, social contacts. Speculative about capital. There, you maybe should join up, Conan. <laughs> I want the suit. Join, join the collective. I want the the wetsuit. Thanks for listening. Go ahead and head on over to amp.freetalklive.com if you enjoyed the show. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.